So as I mentioned, that, uh, that video was uh, based on, well, it's from part of the Bible, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which is the bit that we've been looking at recently. And uh, we're going to have a think now about some of the things that we can learn from that passage that was uh, spoken about in the video about what it is to be a church, what it means to be the body of Christ. All right. So our friend here, I've, I've had another suggestion for his name, uh, Woody, like that one. You can keep thinking. I think he looks a bit lonely. So I thought we should do something to encourage him. Anyone ever been to the head teacher's office at their school and had a sticker? Has that happened, happened to anyone? It's a good feeling, isn't it? Getting a sticker makes you feel encouraged. So I've got some stickers to give this man. And on the stickers are things that we can learn from the passage about what it means to be a church. So would anyone like to come up and put the first sticker on the man? I think I saw Henry's hand first. Come on, Henry. Here we go. See if you can put that sticker on him somewhere. Nice and high so people can see it. Hopefully it should stick on. Where are you going to put it? Great. Okay, so that says, we are all different. Okay, so that's the first thing we can learn from this passage. We are all different. Can we have the verse up on the screen? Um, Chapter 12, verse 12. There is one body, the passage says, but it has many parts. But all its parts make up one body. It's the same with Christ. So what he's saying is, just like the human body is made up of lots of different parts, we've got eyes and ears and noses and hands and and feet and kneecaps, lots of different parts, but we're one body. It's the same with the church. God's made us all different. Every single one of us is different. We've got different personalities, different gifts. Just have a think for a moment about everyone you know. It's a bit of a hard thing to do, but try and think about everyone you know. Maybe people from your class at school, maybe your family, your extended family, cousins, uncles, aunts, maybe your colleagues at work, the team that you work in. Try and think about everyone you know, people from your streets. And I think if you think about everyone you know, every single one of those people will be different. There's going to be old people, young people, tall people, short people, people perhaps from different countries, maybe people with different colour skin, people who like different things, some people who like sports, some people who like... Uh, numbers, they're great with numbers. Some people who love uh, words, they're great with reading and writing. Some people who are creative, they love making things. Some people who love details and getting things done. Everyone is different. Every single person that God has made is different with different gifts, different personalities. And that is a really good thing. Okay? So different does not mean better or worse. This is a trap we really easily fall into. Maybe you can think of someone else in your class at school who's different to you. And inside, you find yourself thinking, they're better than me, because they can do something that I want to be able to do really well. Or maybe that's the case for you in your work. You can think of a colleague who does something that you would love to be able to do really well, and you think they're better than me. Or maybe the other way around, you think, I can do something that I like doing, and I'm better than that person because I can do that, because I'm different. But different does not mean better or worse. Different is good. God made each one of us different, and that's a really good thing. If you think about it, if we were all the same, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? Just like in the video. Remember the little eye? If the whole body were one big eye, we'd be really good at seeing. You could see for miles, you could see tiny words at the back of the room. But if that body needed to hear something, it'd be a bit stuck, wouldn't it? Couldn't hear anything. Or if the whole body was an ear, one big massive ear, it'd be amazing at hearing. You could hear little whispers from a mile away. But if that body wanted to say something and communicate what it was hearing, it'd be a bit stuck. Just the same with the church. If we were all the same, if we were a church, every single one of us was really good at music. We have an amazing band. Every every week would be like a concert, but if none of us could teach, 
the first half of the service would be great, but the second half wouldn't be much fun for the kids or the people left in here. Or if everyone was really good at practical stuff, we have an amazing setup every week, but if no one cared for each other, we wouldn't be much of a church. So we're all different, and that's a really good thing. Okay, who would like to put the second sticker on the man? I think I saw Jamie's hand first. All right, Jamie? One more thing before we do that. I'd like you to pick up your cardboard person, all right? Because this is a little illustration of what I'm talking about. Every single one of these people in this room is different, isn't it? Every single person in this room is different. And that's a really good thing. That's God's design. He's made us to be different. That's a really good thing. So I'd like you to hold this person up. And I've asked Jen and Keris and Kirsten to come around and collect them. So while Jamie's putting this next picture up and while I'm talking, they're going to collect the men in and women. And we're going to try and put them together for later in the talk. Okay? So hold them up. And Jamie, great. Can you read out for us? Great, we are all needed. So first thing we learn is we are all different. Second thing we learn is we are all needed. Okay, can we have the the next verse on the screen? Great. Uh, The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, it's just the opposite. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are the ones we can't do without. So just like every part of the body is different, that's really important. In the same way, every part of the body is needed. We can't do without anyone. So has anyone ever been blindfolded? Hands up if you've ever been blindfolded as part of a game. Yeah? Is it easy or hard to do anything blindfolded? It's pretty hard, isn't it? If you try and do anything blindfolded, it's pretty difficult. Walking around, finding things, even hearing, for some reason, is a bit harder, isn't it? When you, when you can't see, it's a bit harder to hear where things are coming from. When we don't have one of our parts of our body, it makes the whole of life quite difficult. It's, it's quite hard to function. But just think of a less obvious example than the eyes. That's kind of an obvious thing that we need. Has anyone ever sprained their ankle? Maybe turned over on a bit of a stone awkwardly and sprained your ankle, yeah? Is it nice? Pretty painful, isn't it? You sprain your ankle. But just the same, if our ankle's gone, our whole body struggles to function. We have to walk with a limp. We have to sort of change the way we walk. Our whole sort of way of moving is different because we're missing a really important bit of our body. So every single part of the body is needed. And the church is just like a body. Every single part is needed. So if one part of the body is missing, just like if we're missing an eye or we're missing an ankle, we can't function. It's hard. It's hard to keep going as as, as a church. Hard to keep going and doing what we need to be doing if one important part of the body is missing. So here's another question. When you twist your ankle, do you just keep going as you went before? Maybe put a little bit more weight on it to try and improve it and keep running. Do you keep going as you did before? No. You change, don't you? Like I was saying, almost your whole body changes to adjust to allow that ankle time to heal. That's because your ankle is needed. Because every bit of the body is needed... When one part is struggling, all the other parts care for it. And that's what Paul's saying in the passage we looked at. Because every part is needed, every part needs to be cared for when it's not functioning. So if one person is hurting in the church, the whole of the church should adjust. We should all kind of walk with a limp until that person has time to heal. So how's it going at the back there? Do we need a bit more time? We need a bit more time. Okay. So, who would like to get the third sticker on the man? 
Amber, I think I saw you first. Come on up. Here's sticker number three. See if you can find a space on him. Make him feel nice and encouraged by getting all these stickers. Good old chip. All right. So number one, we're all different. Number two, we're all needed. Number three, together, we're a picture of God. Now, I think this is one of the most exciting things about being a Christian and about being part of the church that God's made. It's that we get to display God to the world. I don't know if you noticed in the, in the reading, it didn't just say the church is any old body. It's the body of, what, hands up? The body of, yeah, Chloe? The body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. We're meant to be a picture of God to the world by being Christ's body. Now, the problem a lot of people have when it comes to God and believing in God is that we can't see him, can we? A lot of people say, I can't believe in something I can't see. It's a problem a lot of people have. But God's given us ways for us to meet him, even though we can't see him, ways for us to know him. First of all, he's given us the Bible. We can meet God and know God in the Bible. But secondly, he's given us the church. So he's given the world, the church, so that people can get to know him through seeing the church. It's an amazing thing, amazing thing to to know. And when we're united, when we're a different group of people loving each other, then people see God. Because that's what God's like. God is a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is different, and he is united together. And God is overflowing with love. So when we, as people, as a church, are different, united together, and loving each other, and overflowing with love for each other, that shows the world what God is like. Isn't that amazing? The problem is, this doesn't come to us very naturally. So it would be great if we all loved each other perfectly all the time and people could see God really well through us. But in actual fact, we're often divided, aren't we? There's often things that get in like pride and jealousy or insecurity at other people's gifts or competition, wanting to be better than other people or just sin gets in, doesn't it? And, and stops us from being this picture of God to the world. So the question is, how can we present a good picture of God to the world? Well, there's a great answer to that question, a really helpful verse in John's Gospel I'm going to bring up on the screen. And some of you kids might recognise this verse, I think, if you listen carefully. Okay, I'll read it out. It says this, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So that verse, that's saying what I'm talking about, isn't it? People will know that we're followers of God. People will know God through us as we love each other, as we overflow with love and we show the world what God is like. But how do we do it? Well, the key words are there in verse 34. Five key words. As I have loved you. How do we love each other and show God's love to the world? Because we're on the receiving end of God's love first. Because God has put us first. God has given himself for us. Because we can receive God's love first, then as we receive that, we can show that to the world. And we can really show the world what God is like and his heart to have a family and to bring us in. When we get God's love for us, our love will overflow for others and we will be a picture of God to the world. So, number one, we're all different. Number two, we're all needed. Number three, together, we're a picture of God. Okay, are we ready at the back there? Are we ready? Great. So, If you'd like to come on at the front, that'd be great. We should have every single cardboard person 
stapled together. Fantastic. Now, would one of you like to go over this end, Hannah? And one of you over here? I tried to work out from the width of the person and the number of people whether we re- make it across the room. Let's see. Should we see if we can make it across the room? I'm going to stand in front of you here. We made it? Almost, not quite. Pretty good, though. Yeah, you, that'd be great, Leo. Can you stand in the middle here? Just stand behind here. Hold that one up. Great. Every single person different and joined together. And this is what the church is meant to be, a picture of God to the world. A group of different people, all different shapes and sizes, all different gifts, all different abilities, all different passions, joined together to show the world what God is like. Father, Son and Spirit loving each other. And here's the point. If I were to take one of these people, let's go over here and find one. Here's Kirsten. There you go, Kirsten. If I were to snip Kirsten out here, chop her arms off, what would happen to the, to the line? It would fall apart, wouldn't it? She can't touch things. <laughs> Don't worry. We won't cut her out, Leo. She can't touch things. Yeah, we cut her hands off. <laughs> that was what would happen. Yes, we won't. Don't worry. So if we cut one person out, the whole thing falls apart. We're all different and we're all needed and together we're a picture of God. Fantastic. Thanks so much, guys. Let's give them a round of applause. Everybody a round of applause. Fantastic. Thank you for your drawings. That was great.